Representing someone in a court of law for the first time can be overwhelming. You need to know the law and understand previous legal decisions related to your case. You need to follow the proper procedures and know what you can say and when you can say it. Even with all the right information, standing before a judge can be daunting. Then add to all of this the feeling of responsibility for your client. Most of us can only imagine the stress of being a new trial lawyer. Here's a question to get you started thinking about. What are some situations that you can think of that might be overwhelming, especially when experienced for the first time? Hi, I'm Adam Burton. I'm the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. This is my weekly online Bible study where we are walking through the entire Bible looking at how all of Scripture points to Jesus. The material comes from the Gospel Project, and this week's session is a picture of atonement. Do you ever find approaching God overwhelming? Do you ever wonder about addressing God, the creator of everything? Do you consider how to show him the proper respect? Surely the people of Israel in the Old Testament felt the weight of these questions. They had numerous rules, sacrifices, and rituals from God that comprised a complex system of worship. And they had priests to represent them before God and God before them. But how could anyone approach a holy God, let alone with confidence in such a complicated system of worship? The answer, with the blood of a sacrifice. In this session, we turn our attention to the book of Leviticus and see that God provided a high priest for his people. Year after year, this representative brought a sacrifice to atone for the sins of the people. We will see that God appointed the Day of Atonement as a way for the people of Israel to be in relationship with Him, and as a picture of a better way to come, a way that sin would be dealt with once and for all, when the perfect high priest and the sinless substitute would take our place and pay the punishment our sin deserved. Our first point is the priest makes atonement for his sins against a holy God. The priest makes atonement for his sins against a holy God. All humanity is ruined by sin and separated from holy God. Showing us this was one of God's reasons for giving the law. It is a standard of perfection we cannot live up to. We don't just fall short, we fall miserably short. Even so, God's desire was to be near his sinful people, and this required the Day of Atonement. Read with me here, Leviticus chapter 16, verses 2 through 6. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body. And he shall tie the, the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. God appointed only the high priest, 
Aaron to enter his holy presence or enter his presence in the most holy place on the day of the year to make atonement for the sins of the people. If Aaron tried to enter on any other day, he would die. God was not and is not to be approached casually. Our first essential doctrine this week is God is holy. God's holiness refers to his uniqueness and being separate from all he has created. The Hebrew word for holy means separate or set apart. God's holiness also refers to his absolute purity. God is unstained by the evil of the world. His goodness is perfect. And the moral code we find in scripture is a reflection of his holy nature. As people made in God's image, we are called to holiness. Before the high priest could represent the people on the Day of Atonement, he needed to be cleansed and forgiven for his own sins. Permitting an atonement sacrifice by a sinful high priest was a grace God afforded the people so he could dwell among them. But one day he would send a high priest better than Aaron, the sinless Son of God. When Jesus Christ came to earth, he came as a servant in all humility. Like Aaron, he came as a high priest, but unlike Aaron, he came fully qualified for his role as intercessor. In Christ, there is no fault or sin to be found. Through Christ, access to God, into God's holy presence has been granted, but a single condition, with a single condition. All may come, but only by trusting in him. God's warning to Aaron about approaching him at the right time in the right way was not abstract. Aaron and all of the people of Israel had seen what happened to those who approached God while disobeying his instructions. Two of Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, had presented unauthorized fire before the Lord and had been consumed by the Lord's fire. Think about this question. How does Jesus, the great high priest, enable us to approach a holy God? Well, his atoning sacrifice on the cross has covered our sins and taken them away from us. Through faith in Christ, our consciences have been cleansed and our guilt has been taken away. The righteousness of Jesus has been granted to us by faith so that God sees us as he would see his own son. Our second point is that the priest makes atonement for the people's sins against the holy God. The priest makes atonement for the people's sins against a holy God. The high priest was not the only one who needed to be prepared to come before God. The people did as well. Having made purifications for his sin, the high priest next assumed his role as mediator and made atonement for the sins of all the, of the people, providing a picture of God's abounding grace. Read here Leviticus chapter 16 verses 15 through 19. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with it its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleanness. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house and for all the assembly of Israel. 
Then he shall go out into the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it and shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it with and consecrate it from the uncleanness of the people of Israel. The high priest would have started the day in pristine white linen. By now his robes would have been stained with blood, providing a powerful illustration for the people. They had been forgiven of their sin, but that forgiveness had come at a cost. God had promised that sin would lead to death, and on this day it had. But in God's death, uh, in God's grace and mercy, it was not their death that was required, but another's death that made atonement. In this case, the death of a goat. Think about this question. Why is it important that we hold God's justice and His grace and mercy together in, in balance? It's because that is who God is. So we understand the gravity of, of sin and don't treat it lightly. So we recognize that no sin is beyond God's ability to forgive. So we rightly share the gospel, the message of salvation from sin and the judgment of sin. While the people had reason to celebrate the grace and mercy God had extended to them, they knew the sacrifices of the Day of the Atonement were imperfect and temporary because they would be repeated every year. Ultimately, sinners needed Jesus Christ, the perfect mediator, to make true and complete atonement with His own blood. Here's our next essential doctrine, Christ as substitute. At the heart of the atonement is Jesus Christ, substituting Himself for sinners as He died on the cross. The truth is seen against the backdrop of the Old Testament sacrificial system, which provided a picture of humanity's need for sin to be covered and guilt to be removed by an innocent sacrifice. Jesus perfectly revealed and did the will of God, taking upon himself human nature with its demands and necessities and identifying himself completely with humankind, yet without sin. He honored the divine law by his personal obedience. And in his substitutionary death on the cross, he made provision for the redemption of humanity from sin. Our last point is the scapegoat carries away the people's sins against a holy God. The scapegoat carries away the people's sins against a holy God. Even after shedding the goat's blood to make atonement for the sins of the people, the day of atonement was not over. To help the people know that their sins were forgiven, a second goat was brought forward. While the blood of the first goat provided atonement within the tabernacle, outside of the people's view, the second goat served as a word picture, showing everyone what atonement for sin looks like. Read with me, Leviticus chapter 16, verses 20 through 22. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place in the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness." The atonement for the people's sin that occurred privately between Aaron and God in the tabernacle was displayed publicly in the scapegoat. 
The high priest placed his hands on the head of the goats, on the head, and on the goat's head, and confessed the sins of the people over it, symbolically placing them on the goat, which was then led into the wilderness, never to be seen again. The blood of the goat, one goat, was taken into the tabernacle and presented before God. The other scapegoat was led out of the camp in the opposite direction. This picture is powerful. God had forgiven all their sin, and he no longer held any of it against them. There was no longer any cause for guilt and and shame. No need to confess these sins again. This is what God's forgiveness looks like. It is total. God wanted his people to see and understand the fullness of their forgiveness before the day of atonement concluded. This would help keep their hearts in this in the correct posture, hearts full of humility, awe, gratitude, and joy, necessary kindling to fuel the fire of God-honoring obedience. We all need forgiveness. The blood of bulls and goats was never enough to take away the sin, nor was it intended to. The picture of sacrifices and scapegoats always intended to point to the atoning work of Jesus. His blood alone can remove our sin as far as the east is from the west. Christ is is the better high priest, the better sacrifice, the better mediator because of the finished work of Christ on the cross for our salvation and his ongoing work of intercession for our sanctification. We are free to live forgiven and clean, confident as we serve the living God. Listen to this quote from Charles Gabriel. He took my sins and my sorrows. He made them his very own. He bore the burden to Calvary and suffered and died alone. How marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. How marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Read Hebrews 9 verses 11 through 14. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things and had then through the great and have come then through the greater and more perfect tent not made with hands that is not of this creation he entered once for all into the holy places not by means of the blood of goats and calves but by means of his own blood thus securing an eternal redemption for if the blood of the goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Christ has removed our sin for good. Like Leviticus 16, Hebrews 9 draws our attention to the ministry of a high priest. This high priest, too, came as a servant and was provided to make atonement for the people's sin. But this high priest was not like any high priest who has come before him. He was sinless and without fault and had no need to make atonement for his own sin. Neither did this high priest sacrifice any bulls, goats, or other animals. Instead, this high priest, Jesus, the Son of God, laid down his own life and his perfect one-time sacrifice for our sin. Think about this question. How should understanding Jesus' sacrifice give us confidence to serve the living God? Our service to God can be done without fear because we aren't earning our status with God. 
We serve God in the name of Jesus, the Son of God who loves us and died for us. We have been cleansed from guilt and from shame and are free to live as we were intended for God's glory in giving His Son to be our perfect high priest and the once for all sacrifice for our sin. We see the love and glory of God. In Christ, we are invited to come boldly before the throne of grace. No longer is access to God limited to one man on the day of, a, of the year. Now we come freely to our Creator as children of our Father. This is the picture of the Day of Atonement in Leviticus 16. God in His love, provided a means of salvation for our sin. Salvation we did nothing to deserve. God's glory is revealed in such an amazing plan, one that provided forgiveness through His own sacrifice on our behalf. Because we have been cleansed from our sin through Christ's atoning work, we offer others the hope of purification that comes only through trusting in Him. Here are some ways for you to apply God's Word this week. In what ways will you trust in Jesus because of His atoning work on the cross for our sins? Just as the Day of Atonement was done corporately, how can you and your friends live and worship together in light of Christ's atonement? With whom will you share the, about Christ's payment for sin and the cleansing He offers? And what steps will you take to share the gospel with this person or persons? Would you pray with me, please? Father, your eyes are holy, and you cannot look upon sin. In order to approach you, we need a mediator who can offer the appropriate atonement. Thank you for providing the great high priest we have in Jesus, who entered the most holy place once for all time, offering himself and obtaining an eternal redemption for us. Help us to tell others about your holiness and the provision for sins found in Christ. Amen. Well, thank you so much for participating in my online Bible study. Platforms uh, like this, like it when you interact with, with the content. So would you please do me a favor and like and share and comment on this video. It will help to, to get it noticed and, and maybe your friends can join us live next week. Also, I would love to connect with you on all of the socials. I look forward to hearing you. God bless.